Hello, and welcome back to Commodore Conversations. We're excited to bring you a new type of episode today, a review of J.D. Robb's In-Death book series. My guest, Caitlin J. Hughes, has read over 1,000 books in 2020 alone. She is currently studying clinical psychology at the University of Central Florida and has worked as a tutor in the GCSE Writing and Reading Lab for over two and a half years. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. And so I have a few questions for you. Uh, The first one being, what is this series about? And sort of what are the key features as it applies to setting, characters, plot, etc.? All right. Well, this series is quite a large series, but it's so fun. Um, It focuses on a main character who is a homicide detective in New York in the future. So it's set in like 2040, uh, late 2040s. Um, So you have this huge like New York setting and there's all kinds of futuristic stuff like cars that fly and, you know, there's huge stuff that's going on. Um, a lot of like automated systems that aren't necessarily stuff that exist right now, you know, so like they could put their cars on auto drive and it does it for them. You know, that's, I thought that was pretty cool. Really cool. You know, so you get this massive character development throughout the entire series where you follow the main character, Eve, you follow her career, like you follow her rise from detective to lieutenant and where she's, you know, she's getting assigned these bigger and bigger cases and she's meeting these new people that get involved Um, whether it's a new partner or it's uh, just new people in general to her life. So you see a lot of a lot of character development, a lot of character growth, um, which is one of the things that I love the most about the series, because there's over 50 books in the series. Wow. There's a lot. So um, all following that. All following this. Yeah. At least the same central character. Yeah, The same central character is uh, is Eve Dallas. And you follow her as, like I said, she rises through her career. You also follow her personal growth as a person where she meets her husband that's, you know, later in the series. Or she meets or realizes that the people that are in her life maybe mean a little more to her than she thought. And mm. she might need these people a little more than she initially intended to. I so see. you see you see a lot of that personal growth and character development uh, from the writer's perspective. And it's it's just fantastic. That this this particular author, J.D. Robb, is able to make you feel that. I mm-hmm. mean, there have been there have been books where I'm just like, oh, really, no way, you know. And you just you, you kind of get gut punched sometimes. Like, no, that can't happen. Uh-uh, I won't allow it. You know, because you care. You're yeah, so invested absolutely. in the character. Fantastic. Wow. Oh, that sounds great. Does do the majority of the books in the series, do they all still take place in sort of futuristic New yeah, York? Yeah, they start, I want to say they start out like 2048, 2049. And uh, you, I mean, you get like, it's a 10 year progression, you know, through, through all of this, all of this stuff. And some of them go off, like uh, there's one book that takes place off planet, you oh, know, cool. and uh, in a resort off planet. Um, there's Very another nice. book that um, they kind of like, globe hop they go into Italy they go into Ireland and you know and and it's all tied in to whatever case she happens to be working on at that time Uh, but there's always there's always some kind of deeper element going on whether whether it's something that intersects in her personal life or it brings up maybe some repressed memories from her childhood and things like that so there's always there's always something else going on other than the the case. It's sure. not necessarily a, a straightforward whodunit. Uh-huh. Sometimes there's a little more going on. Right. 
And I guess that's something, you know, that J.D. Robb, the author, can can kind of capitalize Absolutely. on in a series that has over 50 books. Yes. That is amazing. Um, so with that being said, how did you discover the author, J.D. Robb? And I guess as a follow-up to that is what has gripped you about this series in particular? I know you're a voracious reader, yeah. but, I mean, we've talked about this sort of, you know, off-air mm-hmm. quite a bit, this, this author – her, her writing, this series. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it was actually handed to me. I, um, uh, when I was a lot younger, um, probably my early 20s, I I was at home. I, my, when I was married, my ex-husband was active duty military. And we were home on leave. And so, we were sitting around and not doing it with family. We were there two weeks. And I got bored. Like, I didn't, mm. I didn't have an e-reader at the time. So, and books are heavy. So I don't, I didn't bring anything like that with me on the plane. And uh, we were sitting around and nobody was doing anything. And it was just like, Oh my God, I could really use a good book, you know? And, um, my mother-in-law at the time, she's like, what do you like to read? And I'm like, at this point, I'll take anything, just (laughs) something. And uh, she kind of laughed and she got up and went into her bedroom or whatever. And she came out with a a JD Robb book and she's like, here, I'm like, okay. And she, she just kind of had this little smirk on her face and she went on about her business. And I think I finished it in like four hours. Wow. And I was like, so you got any more? She's like, wait, what? (laughs) I'm like, I finished it. She's like, there's no way. Yeah, absolutely. And she had, she had two or three others and she's like, they're out of order. I don't, you know, she find she would find them at like garage sales, Uh you know, cheap. And, um, so uh, and that's what started me. I'm like, okay, I really liked this one, but it's like number 10 or something. I'm like, I, I need to mm-hmm. go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So uh, that, that started me. And um, I think I personally own physical copies of probably about 15 or so of them. Oh, wow. But I also own the entire series except for like the two newest ones digitally. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, and I feel like we could have a whole separate conversation around just your reading skills yeah. <laughs> and abilities and sort of maybe what's different about a f- reading a physical book as mm-hmm. opposed to the Absolutely. e-reader, and uh, I'd love to pick your brain about that. Sure. Um, but no, I mean, that's that's such a beautiful story. I feel like sometimes it's 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 that book we're given or, or yeah. that recommendation Absolutely. that's almost always better than, you know, yeah. when we walk into the store and pick something out ourselves. Yeah. It's just funny how that happens. Well, it's so easy as a reader to kind of get stuck in a rut. Mm. Uh, you read the same types of things all the time. So having somebody go, hey, you really need to try this can kind of knock you out of that rut a little bit and it opens up a whole nother world. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. Well put. Was there anything about, I mean, and maybe this has some overlap to what you mentioned in, in the first question, but was there something in, in the writing that, that gripped you right away when, um, when you were given that book and you finished it in just a few hours? Honestly, I think it's the writer's ability to like suck me into their world. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about their, their writing that is just descriptive enough that it comes to life mm. for me. Like I can almost feel myself like building this these mental images of what's going on and what this person looks like or what that building looks like from the descriptions that are in the book. And that's a huge bonus for me. Like if I can't get lost in the story mm-hmm. and forget that two or three hours has passed or that I have an assignment due that I really should be working on <laughs> and I just can't think my way through it, that's what I do. Like I'll, I'll set an alarm on my phone because I'm really, really bad yeah. about just losing hours of time in oh, a book. That's so wonderful. So I'll set an alarm so that I can only read for an hour or two wow. or whatever I set. 
and then I have to go back to what I was doing because sometimes you need that reset of yeah. just doing something outside of what you were mm-hmm. doing before and books give that to me. Yeah. Oh, that's so great that, you know, and I'm sure you have that experience with other authors, but mm-hmm. that J.D. Robb, you know, you found that appreciation in, oh, her, in her descriptive language and yeah, now you're making me want to read. <laughs> it's worth it. I promise. So you, you've, you've read, you know, mm-hmm. this series and I'm, I'm wondering uh, for our listeners out there that are potentially maybe feeling like me right now and, mm-hmm. and kind of having that itch to maybe explore this series themselves. What have you found most rewarding about in, the In-Death series? Uh, honestly, following the character growth. Mm-hmm. Like, I get attached to these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, there have been incidents where um, one of the central characters has gotten hurt, and you're like, no, I swear if they die, I'm not picking up another book, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, so you get that emotional attachment to these characters, and then it's just, it's almost like they become not necessarily a part of your own family, but a part of yourself, because it's so easy to identify with a character that just mm-hmm. kind of hits emotionally a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest uh. thing. Like, I feel, because as the reader, you get some information from reading the story that the character, as it's written, doesn't necessarily see at mm, that moment. I see. So sometimes you put pieces together and be like, oh, I think this is going to happen, and oh, my goodness, you know. And right. so you get attached that way, and you're like, if they don't realize this, I'm going to be so upset or you're rooting for them to figure it out a little bit faster because, sure. you know, this is a, they're, they're typically the cases are uh, murder cases, mm-hmm. you know, so you're like the, the clock is running, you know, they're trying to figure out, right, you know, right. who's doing what so that nobody else dies or anything like that. So I you're see. like, but, but you missed something or you, you catch something from the killer's point of view and you're like, but, 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 and the clock is just running. So you oh, get this wow. like anticipation of, and, you know, sometimes I've, there have been a couple of books where I have, I can feel like my heart's picking up and my hands are shaking and I'm just like, oh, it's right there. Oh it's right gosh, there. Just yes. put the pieces together. And, you know, then you got to wait and you're, you know. That but, sounds like such a fulfilling reading experience. It's like the author is, you know, very intentionally doubling yeah. down on that tension. You oh, know, absolutely. There's, the, there's what, you, as you described earlier, sort of what's playing out, mm-hmm. however you want to call that, in real time or sort mm-hmm. of chronologically, literally on the page. But then it sounds like that J.D. Robb is really capitalizing on this maybe third-person narrator yeah, yeah, that like, kind of divulges a little bit of information. Now I, I really do feel like there, there are books in the series that she writes on multiple levels because mm-hmm. in some of the – in a lot of them, you actually get information from the killer's point of view wow. or from the, you know, the antagonist's point of view. And whether it's information or, you know, future planning or just, you know, bits and pieces of why they may be doing what they're doing. And then you also, it switches back and you're sitting with Eve and Eve, okay. her thought process yeah. of, you know, she's laying out her murder boards and she's putting all the pieces of the information together and she's figuring out things that they need to uh, investigate, things yeah. they need to look further into, or like she's sitting in an interview with somebody and they're like, nope, they're lying or they're hiding something. We need to look a little deeper there, you know. So, you know, putting all that together, like it's... That's- it's fantastic. It's absolutely wow. fantastic. What an amazing writer, too, yeah, to be able absolutely. to kind of switch uh, and, and go into these different mm-hmm. voices, really, yeah, as you're saying. You mentioned absolutely. these different, like, narrative layers, but then having Eve as this anchor to kind of come back to or mm-hmm. move the plot along. And I, I, we've talked a little bit about this yeah. series in general, and it just sounds like that's really one of the 
would for me personally would be probably the most rewarding element of, of reading this is just to see how she does handle that oh, point absolutely. of view and, and cycle through these different mm-hmm. characters are the, now does that point of view character change book by book chapter by chapter does um, it sort of depend? well it depends so there have been um I, I can think of one book in particular now i can't remember the name of this particular book or which number it is in the series but you get almost flashes from the killer's mm-hmm. point of view, but it's restricted in some way. You get more emotional flashes or flashes of thought, okay. not necessarily who he is, where he is, what he may be doing. It's it's just these flashes of, like, rage or um, memory flashes or something like that from the killer's perspective. Oh, okay. So you're getting... So it's really first person in yeah, some Yeah, in okay. some of it, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then it'll it'll switch. Sometimes you know it'll maybe it may be a solid chapter. It may only be a couple of paragraphs where you're you're from the antagonist point of view, and then it'll switch back because in that in that moment you've gotten a piece of information mm-hmm. that comes to light later, and you as the reader go you get this light bulb moment like oh, really yeah you know oh, that's so which I think is fantastic yeah no, I need to pick this up so I mean I don't even know if I need to ask this last question but but I'm sure you have something interesting to say about it who who should read this series and why if you could pick you know not an ideal reader or a singular reader but yeah. in general do you feel like there's something uh, for a particular type of reader to be gained uh, I mean really anybody could read it mm-hmm. I, I really do feel like if if you enjoy you know um Nonfiction writing with it's maybe a little futuristic, um, but it's just it's a solid a solid nonfiction novel, you know, or fiction novel that you know just almost reads. Yeah, it, yeah. you really once you get started, um, especially if if you enjoy reading in any way. Um, once you get started, you almost can't put them down. I yeah. love it. I love that. Like I when I. Um, she, I think she's got one coming up soon that's due to be released, and um, I typically wait because typically when when books get released, they're they're a little more expensive, and mm-hmm. you wait a couple of months and yeah. they get a little cheaper. So I try to wait, but a lot of times I get really antsy waiting for the new one to come out and the price to drop because I don't necessarily like to pay fifteen dollars for sure. a new book. Well, for you especially, yeah, you're as a student, finish it just... in uh, one sitting. So <laughs> yeah, 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 I typically do, but um, but yeah, so. Like, I, I'll get like, almost on the edge of my seat. Like, I know there's another one coming. You know, oh, what, what's that. this new one going to be about? Is it a follow-up case to something that's that's happened before? Uh, because she's done that. The writer's done that before, too, where, you you know, Eve picks up a new case, and it ties somehow directly to a previous case or previous books. Gosh, or That's just so rewarding, I yeah, mean, especially absolutely. for the close reader and, and, and someone who is, yeah, just – fully immersed in that mm-hmm. world and uh just to hear you talk about your appreciation for the book is um kind of inspiring for me <laughs> as a i, I want to pick up the series absolutely and, i definitely recommend it yeah and so I, yeah i've recommended it to a friend and uh she came to me after she read the second book she's like i hate you but i love you <laughs> for these books but i kind of hate you <laughs> she doesn't mean it. She, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's the time. It's the time yeah, suck, right? But that's is. that's it just is. a testament to the writing and, like you mm-hmm. said, the world building. And so, yeah, you think back to maybe some of those books that, at least for me, that got me interested in mm-hmm. reading. And it, it did have to. They were almost always sci-fi fantasy, mm-hmm. futuristic fantasy, or like medieval fantasy. Yeah, and so it's absolutely. all about that world building. And yeah, I mean, we we kind of need that place to to go to. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Caitlin, I just I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule between Absolutely. working in the lab and going to school uh, and and just to carve out that time to come on the show today oh, and talk about it's a been series. Fun. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I know I for one am now definitely interested in JD Robb's in death series because of you know the the praise that you've you've sort of placed well, on. Well, good, it. <laughs> another convert. My job is done. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, I could sit and uh, keep talking with you, but the Writing and Reading Lab awaits the both of us. <laughs> Join us next time for another Commodore Conversation, and thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by the talented students of the Digital Media Program at Gulf Coast State College.